1: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term
2: insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
3: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then Three years after I joined the monastery, my crew passed away. We found out one day he had cancer, and within three months or so, he passed away. It was devastating. On his deathbed, one of the last things he said was, what an amazing life. I would not have traded it for anything in the world. Those words really transformed my life, among many things he said. I thought to myself, how amazing would it be to get to the end of your life and to be able to look back and say, I lived an amazing life. So that's how I look at this life. Even though I have many lives, in this incarnation as Dandapani, I want it to be really amazing. And for that, I need clarity of purpose. I need the ability to focus on my purpose.
1: The only steady state is one of constant change. That is not the world that a lot of us, including myself, were raised to believe we're gonna live in. Keep that in mind, that this isn't a 2020, 2021 thing this is a forever moving forward thing. And how do we prepare? How do we develop the mindset and the superpowers to thrive in this kind of change? The flux mindset is an ability to see all change, whether it's quote unquote, good or bad, whether it's expected or unexpected, whether it's something you got to opt into or something you couldn't control. It's the ability to see all of it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to improve.
3: One of the people who, submitted a regret was a guy named Bruce. He graduated from college It's the early 1980s. Single American guy, 23 years old. He's working on a farm somewhere in Sweden. And he says, I'm gonna travel around Europe. So he gets a Eurail pass. He's riding on a train one night. He's in France and there's a seat open next to him. The train stops in France and a young woman gets on the train and sits in the empty seat next to him. She's Belgian, she's working as an au pair in France. They start talking, they're talking in English because his French isn't very good. And they start laughing. They start playing word games. They start holding hands. And Bruce is just amazed. It's this magical experience. Like his soulmate has just wandered onto the train and taken the seat next to him. Within hours, it was like they were a couple. It's bizarre, incredible, breathtaking. The train's rumbling along and it gets to Belgium. And she says, this is my stop. And so Bruce is like thrown from his reverie. She says, this is my stop. He says, I'll come with you. She said, oh my God, my father would kill me. So Bruce doesn't know what to do. The train's like literally pulling into the station. It's pre-internet days. He can't say, hey, check out my LinkedIn profile. Instead, he just scribbles his mother's mailing address in Texas on a piece of paper, hands it to her, they kiss and the doors open and she leaves. And Bruce, 40 years later said, I never saw her again. And I've always wished I stepped off the train. And that regret embodies a lot of people's regrets people regret not stepping off the train.
4: Whenever you're wanting something really badly, it's that wanting that stands in your way of actually experiencing it. Or if you happen to get it, it stands in your way of feeling happy as a result of it. For example, if you do get the wealth, then a lot of rich people are miserable because whenever we get something, the way the mind works is it wants more. Present fulfillment should never be based upon future acquisition. If we're not happy with what we have right now, we will never be happy with what we will have in the future. So happiness is ultimately an inside job.
1: where satisfaction comes is understanding that there is an intention behind what you're doing on a daily basis and creating the practices, the habits, the routines that make what you're doing on a daily basis more sustainable, maybe more enjoyable. And that satisfaction is really subversive in a way because... Part of the story of capitalism and neoliberalism is making sure that we never feel satisfied. Because if we feel satisfied, we will not want to buy whatever the world is selling us. And our economy is driven on consumption. And satisfied people tend to consume less when you're satisfied, you are less susceptible to marketing messages that are trying to tell you that you have a problem. And so satisfaction is super subversive in that way.
5: Don't write your life plan in pen. Do a lot of experimenting. David Epstein, he talked in his book, Range, about how we should experiment with different fields when we're young and try things out. Try out for a year, try out for six months. I once saw a speech that Obama gave to the White House interns. And he said, one key he believes is don't set your goal to become a certain position. Don't say, I want to be senator. I want to be governor. I want to be president. Instead, set your goals according to your principles. Say, I am really interested in climate change. So I'm going to explore different ways that I can make the most impact. And that way you don't lose your moral compass and you'll have more of an an impact and you'll be happier. And my friend Tim Urban Mm -hmm. also makes a very similar distinction between principles and beliefs. And principle in my case is don't be an asshole and hold that very close and deeply. But the beliefs, how do I accomplish that? How do I not be an asshole? How can I create the most good in the world. That I'm very open to evidence proving my previous beliefs wrong. This path is about
1: not looking outside of ourselves for the answer. So press pause on the therapy and let's just be clear. therapy is great. Have your sessions. Go for years if you need to, but just experiment. Before you make the next appointment or you call an astrologer or a shaman, or you do another ayahuasca, any kind of trip, or you do the thing, just be still with it for a couple days and ask your soul, ask you, the whole of you for guidance and watch what happens.
3: Very few people can follow me. And based on those things, you can probably create a career or a couple years of your life where you're going to have a kind of a cool, successful thing for a while. Then maybe a new trend will emerge and then you'll go on and do that there. You have to almost have a sentiment for yourself. I have nothing to lose. If I have nothing to lose, I'm just going to go all the way and create like the most ballsy thing that I can possibly create.
1: You can have working assumptions. Your current best guess is that this product is going to be successful and then you act on that assumption it's like your map drawn in pencil and you just remain open to evidence that it might be wrong or that it might need to be revised and periodically if it's an important belief like something that determines the success of your startup or something that might determine your life happiness I do or don't want to have children you maybe periodically revisit that assumption with fresh eyes or pretend I'm thinking about it for the first time so I'm not sticking to my old opinions just out of inertia
6: Who do I want to be? do i want to become what am i going to do today that enhances that opportunity or hampers it to do that well you have to understand yourself you have to understand your strengths your weaknesses, your limitations biases may be embedded in you from your childhood or your genetics but it's more than that it's not just enough to understand yourself you have to understand something about what you might become doesn't mean you should have a plan having a plan is overrated but it also doesn't mean you just randomly bob about and do whatever comes your way. There's a certain paying attention that should take place as you go through life and learn about who you are and who you might become. Most of the ways we learn about ourselves are through living. And that's the paying attention part. Noticing what certain experiences mean to us, which ones are transcendent versus merely pleasant.
4: Every single person has a unique perspective. It's a mathematical fact. No one has had the exact set of life experiences and learned the exact lessons in the same order, in the exact same way. And we're taught in school and elsewhere that our perspective limits us, that we have blind spots and biases, and we miss things, which is completely true. But there's another side of that coin, which is our perspective also allows us to see things that no one else can see. And this is the reason I think everyone can be a creator, is a creator, should be a creator, is if you don't communicate to even one person what you see through that unique lens of yours, I think the world has lost something forever. I think that it's inherently unmistakable to share something that that you see uniquely through your own lens. And that's why we need everyone. We really need everyone on the planet capitalizing on the value of their ideas, taking ownership of their story and their message.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.